I'm a Suffolk County police officer in Long Island, New York. Something happened the other night. Well, let's just say I'm undergoing a psychic eval and assigned to desk duty indefinitely. I've been working the graveyard for the last few months, and I've just about started getting used to it. This stretch of the island is relatively peaceful, with minor drug activity and the occasional DUI is about as exciting as it gets. Around 2 a.m., I received a call from a local about a suspicious vehicle parked near her home. She lived at one of the dead-end roads which leads to the bay, or sound as it's more commonly known. This happened a few times a week, and usually, it was a fisherman or a couple of teenagers up to, well, you know. Either way, the call had to be taken, and it was only a few minutes away. Getting some fresh salt air was a nice little bonus too. Arriving on the scene, I found a black Jeep with no occupants. You need a permit to park along certain stretches of the beach, and this was one of them. They didn't have it displayed, and technically, I could have left a violation and even gotten the vehicle towed, but that just wasn't my style. Chances are they were close by. I radioed in and walked down the short hill to the sand. Another officer was en route to provide backup, but I really wasn't sweating it. What's the worst that could happen? Looking up and down the beach, I thought I caught the soft glow of a campfire to the east, so I started heading in that direction. It wasn't far, maybe a few hundred yards, and the sound is rocky, not sandy like the southern shore, so the going was difficult. When I got about 30 yards out from the now confirmed campfire, I called out identifying myself. No response. I was somewhat puzzled as they didn't see anyone around, but someone had been here recently enough to keep the fire going. There was a chance they saw me coming and hightailed it out of there, but I didn't think so. The hill leading up away from the water was steep and I hadn't made any noise during my approach. I called out again and was this time greeted by a thunderous splash from far out in the water. The sound sent a jolt of fear through me. Whatever it was, it had to be enormous to make that kind of sound. I was reaching for my flashlight when an insistent whisper of, Officer, don't, came from a shallow decline about a dozen feet away. Hand on my weapon, I walked towards the voice in a crouch and came upon a pair of teenagers in differing stages of undress. I don't know how I missed them the first go around. But as soon as I was alongside, the male motioned for me to get down. Being an officer, I was supposed to be the one to control the situation and giving direction. But something about the look on his face made me listen to him. I crouched down even further, stomach almost touching the ground. I asked them what in the hell they were doing and what was going on. The girl frantically replied that there was something out in the water and as if to capitalize on her fear, Another massive splash sounded off. This time, it was much closer. Trying to calm my own panic, I told them both they needed to get up and follow me immediately back to the road. The boy went to stand, but the girl grabbed his arm. Clutching him so tightly, her knuckles turned bone white. That's when it happened. A final splash right alongside the water's edge was followed by this hissing noise that seemed to bounce off the hill behind me and hit my ears almost like a physical blow. Wide-eyed, the boy jumped to his feet dragging the girl along with him. I was right behind them. 
the three of us started dashing up the beach in the direction my vehicle was parked. About a hundred feet away, down at the water's edge, I could see an immense shape. I couldn't determine how long, but it was whipping back and forth, like a slithering snake and it was getting closer. In good shape, I quickly caught up with the pair. The girl wasn't wearing shoes, and the rocks must have been cutting into her feet. I ran alongside her and grabbed her free arm opposite of the boy, helping her along. Another hiss reverberated off the earth beside us, and a spray of sand kicked up and rained down on the back of our heads. I could hear its movement now. It was gaining quickly, and there was no way we would reach the road before it caught us. I yelled for them to keep going. I drew my firearm and I spun around. I was met with a frilled head like a cobra, four feet wide at least. A long scaled body ran behind it. The darkness of the beach and its rapid movements prevented me from determining its length, but if I had to guess, it was as long as a school bus. It was 40 feet away, 30, 20 not stopping to consider the impossibility of what I was seeing. I raised my Glock and fired shot after shot at the thing. At least one must have struck, because it suddenly stopped its lightning quick advance, reeling backward and letting out another, this time pained hiss. Its momentum halted. I took the opportunity to sprint away as quickly as I could. The couple wasn't too far ahead, and beyond them, I could just make out another figure heading my way. Throwing a quick glance over my shoulder, I could see the tail end of the creature entering the water, slinking away beneath the surface with barely a disturbance. I reunited with the couple, and we didn't come to a stop until reaching the fourth figure. The officer sent to back me up. I'll skip the confused explanations and recounting of the events. My sergeant was called to the scene, and ultimately my captain who was off duty, was also called into the station to hear my tale. None of them believed me, even though the couple clearly corroborated my story. I honestly don't even know what happened to them. As I said, I'm undergoing psych eval, and I had to surrender my firearm until further notice. Honestly, I don't care what happens to me. I know what I saw. I know that it was an abnormal creature that shouldn't exist but exist it does, and it's living in the waters around Long Island. I want to talk to you about something that I saw as a kid. My parents had a little ranch-style house on about 50 acres. Looking back, I have so many fond memories of the place. Nowadays, kids grow up with iPads and a lack of sense of adventure. When I was a kid, Every day was an adventure, exploring our property and all its wildlife and landscape. A lot of the land consisted of a massive lake that stretched as far as I could see. My fondest memories are of swimming in the lake, running around the fields, exploring the forest, then jumping back in the lake. Good times. I miss those days. Several times, however, I experienced some horrible things on that property. On one occasion, I had what I can only describe as a paranormal experience. There was this boat ramp that I loved to play at that was rarely used. There was a picnic table close to it, and I used to just spend all day running down the ramp, getting wet, and drying off on the picnic table. There were all kinds of turtles, fish, and other wildlife that would just hang out there with me. But on this day, 
there were no animals around at all. The lake was as quiet as I ever remember it being, and I was just doing my thing. I remember I was laying on the picnic table getting some sun, and I heard this weird gurgling noise coming from the water. It was almost as if someone was drowning in the lake. I ran over to the boat ramp and looked out to the water to see if I could see if it was turtles fighting or whatnot, but there was nothing there and the noise had stopped. I went back to the picnic table and laid back down. Then I heard the noise again. I looked around, but I still didn't see anything. There was a silence again, so I closed my eyes to relax. Then I heard the gurgling once more. It sounded aggressive, more aggressive than before. It was like something was in the water growling at me. I didn't see anything, but I was freaked out enough to run home. I told my parents about it, and they told me that I did the right thing by leaving. A couple of hours later, I decided to head back to the picnic table to watch the sunset. When I got closer, I could make out someone standing by the boat ramp. I remember being slightly annoyed that I wasn't going to be able to watch the sunset by myself, but I made my way down anyway. The closer I got to the picnic table, however, something looked off about the person standing there. First, it was completely naked and gray. I snuck into the woods nearby to watch from a safe distance and slowly worked my way closer to whatever this thing was. The thing had scales all over its body and was just looking out at the water. Then suddenly, it slowly walked down the boat ramp and walked straight into the water until it was completely submerged. I watched it for a while, but it never re-emerged from the water. It then clicked and I wondered if the creature was the source of that aggressive gurgling noise that I heard before. It absolutely terrified me once I put that together and I ran back to the house. When I told my parents what had happened, they seemed concerned but didn't really give me a good explanation. However, I did overhear my dad on the phone later talking to someone saying, it's back again, which disturbed me for a very long time. I remember that I barely slept that night thinking about that horrifying creature. It took me several years to want to get back into the water after that, and I actually never returned to that boat ramp ever again. I mean seriously, what the hell could that thing be? It was standing up on two legs and was taller than any full-grown man that I'd ever seen. I'll never forget that freaky gurgling noises. It was seriously like something from a horror film. Its scaly body was gross, and the way it just walked into the water never coming up for air. I still can't explain it. I didn't see the front of it, but I can only imagine what kind of gnarly fish face it had. What if the creature had seen me watching from the woods? Would it have tried to eat me? Was it trying to talk to me with all that gurgling and growling? I've tried to research what it could have been, but most aquatic creatures I've been able to find don't exist, both in water and on land. I just see things like sea monsters, the Loch Ness Monster, giant squids, and those kind of things. But I know I can't be the only person who has seen something like this. There's so much about our lives in the universe we live in that we don't understand. I don't know who to turn to with this. I don't know who can help me understand what I saw that day. All I know is that to this day, it's still hard for me to get into any water, especially if it's not crystal clear. It was terrifying, 
That night was terrifying, and it changed me, I think. When you see something like that, something that you can't explain no matter how hard you try, no one believes you. And sometimes, you don't know what to believe either. You were certain what your eyes had seen. It's an awful feeling. So I don't ever talk about it anymore. You don't want people to think you're crazy or easily influenced. You don't want to seem gullible. So I don't know what to think. You start to feel crazy. I really started questioning my own sanity. That night I was training. I was a deputy in training. I was new, so in a lot of ways that night was already very hard. I had so many new responsibilities. I had to really be top-notch, not only for my own safety, but for the safety of others. And that was a heavy burden to bear. At that time, it felt exhilarating and exciting. But I later realized that it was just too much. Too much to be in charge when something that is out of your control happens. I remember vividly that we were sent into a diner. It was one of those pit stop places. It had a small gas station connected to it. There had been a complaint about a man in hysterics who had been disturbing the customers. When we arrived, the man was sitting in a booth. One of the restaurant staff had fixed him a cup of coffee. He seemed like he was in better shape based on what we were told. The man was really shaken up. He appeared to have been crying a bit. He claimed that something had taken his dog. Not someone, something. Let me make that clear. As soon as we started talking to him, he fell back into hysteria. He was speaking gibberish, something about light, something about the sky. That was about all we were able to get out of him at the time. My commanding officer had decided that it might be best if we took him with us to the station. We weren't sure who the man was. He had no identification. And we weren't sure if he was intoxicated or under the influence of anything else. And then there was the question of his sanity. By his appearance, he looked like he hadn't bathed in days. His hair looked very dirty, and so were his hands and face. Honestly, I pegged him for a drunk with nowhere to be. He didn't seem to be in his right state of mind. He seemed very crazy. So, it was a lot. I felt really bad for him, but at the same time, I felt kind of disgusted by it too. I feel horrible for saying that. I just kept thinking, how do people end up this way? But we got him into our vehicle, and we started driving towards the station. The man was muttering in the back of the squad car, but eventually fell silent. The area we were in was very small. It was a small town, and it felt very desolate. It would take us a good 45 minutes or so to get back to the sheriff's office. So we were driving along the road, and I start to look out towards the sky. It was nearing dusk, and I just remember thinking that I wanted to get out of the car and go home for the night because the man smelled so foul. But I just kept on gazing out the window. I didn't want to show how I was feeling. I felt guilty about my thoughts, really. At some point, I start to notice this really weird glowing light in the sky. It looked like a small fireball. It was round in a way, but it looked like it had this tail trailing off the back of it, and it was moving in the sky in a very unusual way. It didn't go in one direction. It went in several directions, side to side, up and down, diagonal at times. I hadn't seen anything like it before. It looked like it was dancing, sort of. And then the ball separated into two balls, then into three balls, then back into one ball. It was nuts. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I alerted my commanding officer, and that sent the unknown man off. Once he saw the things in the sky, he began throwing himself around in the car because he was trying desperately to get out of the vehicle. 
and just as quickly as the ball had appeared, it was gone. I started feeling very sick. I had the chills and I felt very fatigued. It was like I had a fever almost. My commanding officer seemed frantic at this point. I think he was upset about all what had transpired. Mostly, I think me getting sick was the tipping point for him. I'm not sure if he felt stressed because he didn't think I was able to handle the pressure, so it left the weight on him. But the rest of the night was awful. Eventually, I fainted, just completely blacked out. I don't remember getting to the station. I just remember being helped out of the car, and I was sent home to recover. I'm not sure what happened to that man. I decided to resign the following day. Between the shock of everything and the treatment that I had received that night, I just wanted to clean the slate. I'm not sure what the other officer had seen, or if he saw anything at all. It just felt very judgmental, the treatment I had received. I felt like everyone was looking at me like I was the crazy drunk. Like I was creating a scene and making people uncomfortable. Maybe it was karma. Maybe I was just getting a taste of my own medicine. But I was terrified. And that's as far as I'd like to go with it.